what's available here. Do you, you have a guess? Because this is how a lot of apps work, right? You've got there's really not a big instruction manual that comes with them. You've got to explore around and take a look. The reason why I think I know what this is is because I was like making a collage and brushes, which is another app that we are going to talk about yeah, later. Yes, in fact, I'll it's have an you art here app. Making collage on the iPad. And um, I'm actually going to demo how, but I needed to um, crop my images to get them smaller, so you just saw the image and not the whole black part and everything. Is this what you use? Yes, that's what you use. Okay. So up in the upper left corner is the crop icon. It looks like, what are those, right? What are those called, right? Uh, things that you're a designer or something like that. It's not a straight edge, but they, they're at right angles. Do you remember what that's called? I don't know what that's called. An L. An L. No, it has a name. <laughs> but anyway, it's two of them together. Okay. Crop. Yep. And then... Um, So it's going to give you the instructions for how to crop, and it says resize the area by dragging. Okay, so I can drag. So if you haven't downloaded Photoshop Express, you can do that on your device now. It's just PS Express. You can go to our website for the, for the workshop, and I've got a direct link to it, but you'll want to go to that on your iPad or on your iPhone or, or touch. Okay, so I have taken it, and I have got it smaller and bigger. I'm getting it around the object. So try to, try to not cut off any of the sign um, if you can. Yeah, then you still get the grass. That's okay. It won't be perfect. Okay. Yep. And so now when she clicks OK, what happens is the image is actually cropped. Now it's cropped. Yeah, she can see it up here. Now it hasn't been saved outside the program yet. The change has just been made inside the program. So let's explore some other possibilities of what we can do with this particular free program for editing. Can, can I tell you another way to crop? Okay. Here, okay. look out. You're moving your camera around. Keep it, keep it straight. Can I crop a picture? Well, maybe we can repeat it. So now that we've cropped the picture, if we want to share this... No, honey, so stay in the program. Go back. Um, it's up in editing at the top. And it's Photoshop PS Express, their upper right corner. It is. Okay, so you have to do it again. Select photo. PS Express. Right. You can always find your apps by going to Spotlight. No, it would be PS Express, honey. Uh, okay, Sarah wants to show how to get um, <coughs> bless you, how to get album art off of an iTunes song, and because she had made some collages before with some of her some of her music. All right, so do you know how to? Okay, go ahead, take it away. Okay. What have you done? Well, I did the snapshot. Okay, hold on. You just slow down. Talk, talk people through what happened. Okay. What I, application are you in? I am in iPod. Okay. 
And on my playlist, I have Fireflies by Owl City. And I'm going to take a picture. And I'm going to take a picture. So you did a screenshot. But I have the top and the bottom music thing. I don't want up. How did you take a How did you take a screenshot? Uh, like the way I showed you the home and the power. You push power. the power button. And yes. the home button. Like, See, I, didn't, I said, no, I didn't know that. You take that, you put them both together, and okay. it takes a picture of whatever is on the screen. Okay, so whatever you have on the screen, you can do a screenshot, kind of like print screen on a, on a PC exactly. keyboard. Exactly. Like the so Except the difference is, instead of copying it to the clipboard, it creates an image and puts it in your photos. So it's so the same image. Yep. In your photo roll. But then now that I have that picture, I can come back into my editing. He still has the iTunes stuff that he doesn't want. So now I'm going to photo. select a photo. And there's my photo I just took. But I have my um thing my play and back and fast forward and what it is, Ocean Eyes and the name of it and who it's by, so I'm gonna crop it. And so it is just the photo. Okay. Now, for anyone who's over the age of 13, you need to do that slowly. That's right. Because you are a <laughs> <you are> star. <laughs> but everybody else is still on step one. <laughs> So, you need to have your 13-year-old version and your 30-year-old version. <laughs> so, this is my stuff. I was in here, and I did the Elf City. Now remember, they can see it up behind you, so you don't have to hold it up. Okay. And then I took my screenshot. By doing what? Pressing home and the power button. And the home is that little indented button on the front? Yes, it has a little square in it. Okay, and you hold that one. Which one do you hold down first? Either, no, you do them at the exact same time. Is that exact same time? Yes. Okay. Okay. And then I went into the photos with the sunflower on it. Okay. And then I came into my camera roll. And I've taken four pictures of it. Okay, so now, if you were in my you were like, did you get this? Okay, but if you were in iTunes, you could have taken that one, and then you could have gone to another album, and then right. another screenshot, and then another one, and another screenshot. And right. so that's another way to think about harvesting. Pictures, right? Okay. So you were at a website, and it was, and you didn't, and for some reason you tried to hold it down and get and activate the copy paste function, and it wouldn't do it because the ones they don't. You could still do a screenshot, right? So anything that's on there, you could capture a screenshot. And now I have my picture in there, and so now I'm gonna come and I in my folder editing, which we've been talking about, the um, Photoshop Express. And I'm going to select a photo. It gives you the choices of edit, select a photo, or take a photo. I'm going to select a photo. I'm going to my camera roll. I'm going to pick one of the four ones. Now here it is. And I'm going to press the little crop button with the L. Or, and then I'm just going to press crop. And now it says, resize this crop area by dragging the crop's corners. Move the crop area by dragging it. And then I'm going to mess around until I get what I want. Okay. I'm going to leave the border in because I think that looks good. Okay, now that I have that in there, 
I get to press OK, and now it's fully cropped with no plays or what the name of the album is. And the important thing to realize is this is still in the program. We have not exported it or saved it. So in order to use it somewhere else, Sarah's going to have to do right. another step. Right. I'm going to save. And to save, I'm going to press the little, it's like a little mouse, but it's upside down, and it's on a... Um, an arrow. Arrow. And it says save and exit, save and upload, save and post to Facebook, save and post to Twitter. I'm going to play save and upload. Oh, actually, you probably want to exit. Okay. Because if Photoshop Express has a website where it will host images for you, but we haven't created an account, so it's saying join now. The way I've always used it is to just save and exit. And it saves the picture with the rest of my pictures to do whatever I would want to with it. Now I'm going it. to go back to where I was, and I'm going to... You saved it. You saved it. Go back mm-hmm. to your... Show, show us. Test it. Go to your photo album, and let's see if your cropped version of your picture is there. My cropped version. Woo-hoo. Okay. Now, rotate it. Yes. Inside, question, inside Photoshop Express, you can you can rotate it, you can crop it, which is really important, right? Because if you capture it and you, you know, it's sideways, you need a way to, to move it. So I use that application frequently to crop images and to rotate them. Those are the two basic things that I do in it. Where is rotate? Okay, Sarah, go back into Photoshop Express and let's show. It's in the same menu, I think, as crop. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think it's... Uh, okay, I'm just going to select another photo. I wanted to crop my picture the, of the t-shirt I made. I'm going to crop it. So that, what am I doing? Okay, you're just, you're just cropping it, so click OK. I just cropped my next picture. Okay, just to to show you the other choices, Sarah, if you'll click up at the top on the different icons. Just crop. You can crop. You can, yeah, talk us through those. Just don't do them. Just tell us what they are. Okay, when you click on the thing that I've used to crop in, you can either crop, straighten, rotate, or flip. I'm going to rotate mine. No, no, don't. No? I don't? Well, Okay. You, you use your fingers just to twist it. I just wanted you to show them what the other possibilities are. You know, think about this as your photo editor. It's like your Photoshop, but a basic version to be able to make basic edits and changes. Or you can like an original icon. Right. Okay. The next icon choice after crop is you can change its exposure, its saturation. 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 You can tint it. It can be black and white, and you can contrast. And, or you can sketch out in it, you can soften the focus, and you can sharpen the focus. Okay, now the sketch here is not draw with your finger, it's an effect. And the next application, or one of the next applications Alexander's going to show us, is called Camera Bag, and it's an application for doing different, um, question? We just got it on there, and she's now focused. 
And we're looking at the other options that you can do inside of Photoshop. Right. Yeah. Sarah, click on the stars there in the corner. There are a lot of different applications that let you add different effects to images. And so the applications we're going to talk about next are in the same genre of photo editing. I would recommend everybody have Photoshop Express on your devices, okay? Because being able to crop an image and rotate it, that's just a common thing that you're going to want to do with images and things like that that you save. What we're going to talk about next as far as these effects is going to apply more to people with iPhones that are taking pictures, but you could also, you could do this with, with other images as well. One of the things that I'm doing for the new year is called, and Sarah is too, is called a 365 photo project. And that means that each day we are sharing one picture on a website that we've created. So I'm going to go to Safari, and I'm going to put in the address of my page, and it's going to load up my 365 photos. Now, I actually have not posted my picture for today, and Sarah did, that's right, right, because we left the house today. Um, this is a picture that I edited of Rachel on her sled uh, last week when we were sledding in Colorado. Um, this is a picture of the, anybody recognize where that is? I'll give you a hint, it's in New Mexico. The church in Santa Fe, the mission there, but it was a kind of a fancy, um, you know, filter there. Um, teddy bears, the Somebody got for Christmas. Anyway, so these are just different pictures, and these are posted online on a website that's called Tumblr. So we're going to talk about options for posting content. We're going to kind of we'll probably do that after lunch. Um, but now we're going to talk about some different options that we have for editing images uh, beyond just that crop, rotate kind of thing, being able to add some effects. On our website... Uh, for our workshop, we have links for photo video capture and photo editing. And so I'm now under photo editing. This is the third category. And we just did number four, which was Photoshop Express, which was free. All the apps except for Reader that we've talked about today so far have been free. Photoshop Express is free too. But now we're going to talk about a few apps which are Commercial. And again, these may not be ones that are as applicable for an iPad as they're going to be if you have an iPhone and can take, take pictures. And this one is called Camera Bag. And uh, I'm going to invite Alexander to come up and talk us through this application a little bit and show us what it can do. Um, again, we'll, we'll, we're going to talk about different ways that we can get images off of, of our phone um, but at this point, we're still basically editing images that are on there. So before, so that our virtual people get to meet you, Alexander, why don't you sit down a little bit and uh, talk a little bit first Hello. about the different applications that you use and what, how you use your touch and iPhone at this point. Okay. Well, I've had my iPod touch for a while. I, ha um, I, use, that, I use that more of a gaming device, though. I think I had, have at one point... 125 games on my iPod. How yeah, much did you spend on those? How much did I spend? Probably like 
ten, fifteen dollars. I got a lot of weird free ones. Yeah, very weird. <laughs> for you. Um, but, and some of them I got when they were free, and then now they have gone on, they are 99 cents, so. So Alexander's a great resource for us to uh, learn about tracking those apps and finding out how do you find out when they're free and when the specials are, because he's got some apps that he uses to track that kind of thing. So, all right. Well, let's go ahead and we'll switch over to our computer here. And Alexander's going to take us through the application called Camera Bag, which actually if you click on yeah, well, he's using Spotlight. So, again, to get to an app that you don't know where it is on your device, you swipe all the way to the left, and then you can type in the application that you want. And this is my dad's iPhone, so I don't really know where anything is, because a lot of times it's very disorganized. Oh, wow. Actually, I've organized myself in lots of folders, but I have had a disorganized one. All right, so okay. here, it cancel and do step-by-step, step, so... Don't go too fast. Okay. So this is how it'll show up before. You can either click, and I can go ahead and take a picture. I can take a picture of Sarah over there or anyone. So, but I don't want to. So you can take a picture there. You can take a picture of Paul Frank. No, thanks. Um, or you can go ahead and take a um, picture off of your existing pictures. I'm going to take this to this really cool Lego picture. Now, we went to the Lego store yesterday, my favorite store, and that took this picture. It's really fun. Okay. That was called Evolution. It's Lego. Yeah, from a little stud to a... To a granddad Gandalf. (laughs) (laughs) So, they have... um, These are all different filters you can put a picture through. Um, you can see there's lots of them. Yeah, I know. Um, so that's one way. Um, or you can flip through, like that one puts a white frame on it. This one makes it look, brings out different colors. Called plastic. But uh, you can put different, there's a magazine kind of darkened and small white line. Some of them crop it as well. I That's that old picture. Supposed to look like a Polaroid. So, uh, so you get can. My favorite is infrared. 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 <laughs> so I find a good one. There's infrared. You want to use infrared? Yeah. Okay. So. Now that we have a infrared, he's using infrared, which I think there's. This is the camera bag, camera bag, which is a three dollar, three dollar app, and it's under the photo. It is worth it. It's the first one. Yeah, but you're gonna. Okay, so after you find one you want, like I'm going to keep this infrared. You um, um, click on this floppy disk thing. What's a floppy disk? <laughs> 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 I saw one of those yesterday. There are wires and cables in our house. So now it um, puts that through the filter, and now that's on there for, and now that's part of this picture. So now when I go to the next, well, is it? Well, you can still apply different effects. Right. Um, 
Do I have to go home and oh, you have to But you'd have to load yeah, you'd have to load load it up. Okay. So I just got that one and that automatically added to my new thing. So there's that my photo roll. So now I have that picture infrared. So now I can come over here and get another effect on it. This is also how my dad did that fun Rachel sledding one. Color cross. That looks interesting. So now I have a... So now I'm going through different pictures. And it's just a way to give your picture a new look or different look. So in Photoshop, you would have to know the commands to be able to apply those filters. But this has... And it's just got predefined filters and effects that are already in there. That, and that are easy to do. And there. Now I give it a free. All right. Uh, All right. So that's camera. Uh, do you feel comfortable talking a little bit about the photo roll and how I've been um, editing the leading pictures Okay. There? So... Um, Camera bag, what can it, what, what essentially does it do that Photo Express, Photoshop Express cannot do? It puts, um, camera bag puts it through different filters. Um, Photoshop Express more of does the um, basic cropping and stuff that you need to do for almost every picture. But um, camera bra bag is something that you would do um sometimes after you've already done your cropping um, and gives it a new look, something Artsy. that, yeah, something to make it look different. Give it four images or snow or whatever you want. Well, there, yeah, there's a lot of different effects that you can do. Other questions or comments? Um, and feel free if you all, if you're in the back channel and you want to give voice to uh, comments or questions that people have had there. This is one of the things that's exciting about a back channel is if you're the one teaching all the time, that's why it's good to kind of share. Um, good. Yeah, that's what Tiffany's question is. What can camera bag do that Photoshop Express cannot? The effects that it has are just different. Um, go back into camera bag. So I was just putting it on there so they could hear what, the, what we were talking about. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, Alexander, take us to the photo roll, and let's talk a little bit about what... Okay, yeah, everyone can, everyone can do this now. On your iPad or your iPhone or whatever you have, go into your photos, and let's talk a little bit about the choices that you have here inside your pictures. You can synchronize when you plug into iTunes photo albums to your device. And you may want to do that instructionally on your iPad. So if you're going to do a unit that's going to be about, um, you know, motion or something like that, there may be a series of pictures about motion and different objects and things. You, when you synchronize those to the computer, they can all be the same. You don't want to do that all the time. But when you do, you could, in iPhoto, set up albums and get those synchronized. So... Um, that's what this International Cooking Brownies folder is, is it's an album that we've synchronized. Now, Alexander will click on the camera roll. But you can't do albums on the, on the iPhone itself. Correct. You, you create the albums the on the laptop or on the computer and then synchronize them. 
everything on your iPad or your iPhone goes into the camera roll, and that's why we've got 372 photos and 21 videos in this folder. They're all together. It's a good idea to periodically clean these out, and what you'll probably want your students to do is they use their iPads is move the pictures that they want to save and the stuff they want to keep off to their own account. So you don't have one, two, three, four, five of one picture. Right. So let's talk about that. Right now, uh, Alexander can delete some of these pictures, and we'll show you two different ways to do that. The first way, and if you want to do this on your device right now, you, you can um, just kind of, you'll have a different picture, but you can click on one that, that you're you know, yeah, you're okay to delete. How and will you delete this one, Alexander? And you click, you you can tap the picture if it's not already open um, to get this menu here. It tells you what how many what picture you are on and gives you different and we'll say different choices. Lets you scroll through pictures and upload and stuff. So and this little trash spin. Puts it in the trash. Okay, so there's a trash can icon that's in the corner. And it pops up with this menu um, that says delete photo. All right. Now that works. Now I have a picture of chicken. Picture of Sarah. Taco. No, that's Sarah's big turk taco this huh. All right. Now this works manually one by one, but this is something I just recently learned, which is how to delete multiple pictures at once or how to send multiple pictures at once. And if you go back to your camera roll, you'll see that up here in the corner, you've got an icon with an arrow. Watch what happens when Alexander clicks that icon. Now, you can select more than one and choose to do things with them. Choose, don't, don't delete all the ones that we did. Save, <laughs> save uh, one of the ones that you edited and one of the ones Sarah did. Okay, that's good. So he has now selected all at once five pictures. He could choose, click on share. He could choose to share those. What's the difference between email and MMS? MMS is a text message, but it's a multimedia message. So if you've got an iPhone with multimedia, that's going to show up. On an iPad, that's not. It's just going to give you the email choice. But this is one of the ways your students can get their images off of the iPad, is they send it to their own email account. Or after lunch, we'll talk a little bit about Posturus, because I really love Posturus, especially with mobile devices. And each student can have their own Posturus site, and they can mail their content to them. Now, if you click Cancel, we were trying to delete images. You can't copy four images. Yeah, we could, we could copy the images, and like we showed before, we could paste into another program. We paste it into email, we paste it into pages, but in this case, let's delete them, Alexander. So, review, review for us. How did you get into that screen? You come up here to the top right-hand corner, click on the box with the outgoing arrow, it pops up. You can click on all the pictures you want to delete, and press the red delete. Okay. It will confirm, and there is no undo that I know about once the image is deleted. That's why it pops up with the second screen. Right. It has a confirmation to confirm. But that's very handy to know. They are gone. Before somebody showed me that, I thought you could only email one picture at a time. 
And I thought if I wanted to send my mom a picture, I had to send her, you know, send her three pictures. I had to send her three emails. Well, you don't as long as you're in the camera roll view and you click that arrow. Well, actually, yeah, talk about that. What is, what is that? Okay. This, well, this is actually really good because we just went um, on a road trip from um, Colorado and we drove back here. So, um, on this, it will show you different where your pictures have actually been taken. Like, because since the iPhone has a built-in GPS, or some of them do, um, it when you go on a trip or something, you can click on here, and we have 62 photos from that. From Colorado? 72. 72 and? Six photos on the road. Three photos in Amarillo. And that probably says the rattlesnake sign that <laughs> was on yeah. the roadside. Uh... And we have a bunch. Now... From a privacy standpoint, let's think about this. Let's what issues does that raise? That's a little spooky. Where you been? Yeah, recognize that you might, if you are saving images that have been geotagged, and you choose to share them with the geotag information, then you're giving out the location, maybe of your house or of wherever else you've been. So this is a cool feature. But from a privacy and security standpoint, you need to think about that. We'll be talking about apps after lunch, too, that let us share audio and other things. And you may or may not want the geo tagging turned on. There's the rattlesnake. Okay. So this gives us a different way to browse our pictures. And I love geography. And I love connecting events and media to, picture, to places. And so the fact that... You can have pictures automatically geotagged, or you can add that information later. In iPhoto, it says, tell, you know, add a location to this picture. That's a really neat thing. And it is down here at the bottom where it says places. And for all the pictures that have a location, it shows them and it aggregates them. So you can see all the pictures that are from Santa Fe, all the ones that are from Oklahoma City. You can even zoom out here if you want to do that. How did you get to the place? Okay, tell me. Here's your, here's your camera like, roll. Get, get, get back to the home screen and just show from the home screen. Okay. So, home screen. You click on photos. It, it'll go to your camera roll. You can click. And then on the bottom, there's these two tabs. One's called albums or, yeah, one's called al albums. And then if you click on the other one, that has places. Now, it may Probably be, if you haven't taken any photos. Yeah. If yeah. you don't have any geotag, it may not show up as an option. Okay. Uh, I'm not yeah. sure. Or it could, depending on the software version that you have, because that's a new feature. Or what iPhone you have, because not all of the iPhones yeah. have had right. the GPS. Right. So if it's not showing up, it may be because it's older software or because... Older. So uh, where do you, when do you tag it after you take the picture? It does it automatically. Okay, oh, so we're just, we're just now, we're just now thinking through this because we have family members that will send us pictures. Right. And, and so...
when they know, she knows exactly geographically where they live. Yeah, right. Right. So if you wanted to verify the location of your team and in the evening, could you say, take a picture, send it to me, I'll check the GPS. (laughs) There's some interesting, yeah, GPS applications I've heard about for... Well, but it doesn't show the time. It's a great way to sort it. It doesn't show the time, though, does it? No, it doesn't. Because they could just go... Because then you could just go take a picture and then like send that to your right. <laughs> All right, let's see if we've got any questions or comments from anybody in the back channel. Questions we have. Okay, not seeing any there. Please uh, talk. <laughs> All right. We enjoy your involvement. <laughs> um. Okay, we're going to do a few more editing apps, but while Alexander's here, before he goes back to his seat, we're going to also share some different games, and one of the games that he has loved the most, and I am just blown away that this game is as cheap as it is, is called Civilization Revolution. Have any of you all heard of this game before? All right, Alexander, first one. Yeah, tell us about it, and then you can show it. Okay, well, it's usually um, a $7 app pretty expensive for one of the app stores, but um, there's been, like, over the Thanksgiving break, I think it went on sale for, like, $3, and then um, one day, last, this Christmas or before, it went on sale for free for one day with, um, that I found out about, with one of my app trackers. So So maybe you can talk about app trackers, too. You want to do app trackers first? Yeah. Revolution. I'll do app trackers. Okay. You have that on here. Uh, I think I do. No, that's one of them. Okay, tell us us about app trackers. You don't have it. Okay, you can download it and show them. Okay, well, since my dad doesn't have it. We are going to download it. (laughs) Okay, so if you download an app to your iPhone and you pay for it, then you turn around and you want it on your iPad. Do you have to pay for it again? No. no. If you use the same account that um, – if you um, try and use a different email or a different um, account, then, yes, you will have to pay for it. But, but if you, you – you will have to click on buy now. But once you put in your information or your password, it will um, come up with a screen saying you have already bought this app. Is there a limit on how no, no our not currently. Has like our all our are connected, and so we can like share apps. We use one library for our family, so we all synchronize to the same device. Although we have Sarah buys apps, brother does, I do. So it, 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 the issue is when you update, everyone's going to log in, but all the apps are together, and so we get to share them. In a school context, they've come up with their volume licensing situation, and so. They want you, depending on the app, to license it, I think, for the number of devices that you have. So that depends on, I think, by which app. So that's a good thing, and I'm going to show you some phenomenal resources um, of, as far as discovering other educational apps that people are using. You know, you're going to have to decide, is it worth it? Is that paid app going to be worth it? What's our budget? And for those, then you'd have to license them. For the free apps we're talking about, no problem. You just, you know, put them on as many machines as you want. And it's taking forever to load. 
right, so tell, tell us a little bit about Free App a Day while it loads. Okay. Well, this app is called Free App a Day, and it basically fulfills its name. It, they, uh, a lot of the apps, um, a lot of the apps they get are weird apps, but every once in a while they will get a big app like Civilization Revolution, which is a $7 app, to go on free for one day, and all the people who are watching that or see, will, um, can, or monitoring that app will be able to get it for free, and they just try and get 99 cents app, $2 um, th- apps to go on sale because they know not everyone has the money to buy um, new apps, and this is a free app. Free app today is free. We may not, it's not, load, ours is not loading real quick, so tell about it, and then we'll do Civilization Revolution. What are the, besides free app today, what's the other one? Isn't there one that's like gold or silver? Oh, yeah, that's free app today. It is? Yeah, it's What about robot coming to our box? Yeah, I know that's my next one. That's about the All right. Okay, uh, my next one that I don't use as often is Pandora Box. It's uh, it's different from Pandora, which is a radio station. So, but it is it has like little stars around it. See, that's Pandora. You don't want Pandora. This is Pandora Box. Oh, I just have it. Yeah, um, and. You don't want the radio station, but you want the... Pandora's a free internet radio, which is a great program. Uh, You can make your own channels. You like music. You know, it customizes to your taste. Okay. So this is... And one good thing about this app is that a lot of um, apps, regular apps, will go on sale for on their own without people asking them to. So... one good thing about this is you can monitor apps. Like my dad has put in this Photo FX app under favorites, which is usually three dollars. And so he, I guess, is watching to see if it goes on sale for free. You can put um, any apps under here. Like here are some favorite. So it's just like a hot list or a customized list for things that you want to watch for. Apps that usually go on sale. So it's good um, because a lot of times apps will go on sale sometimes for um, a little less than they usually are. And that's just a good thing to monitor them with. So So Alex, you're saying you use Pandora for a... Pandora box. And we will add, if somebody wants to put this in the back channel too, I'll, I'll add the direct links to our website over lunch. Pandora box, and the other one was free app a day, free app a day which are free. I mean, both of those are free as app trackers. Sir, please don't mess with my computer. Or just open up a new window, honey, if you want. I did, and I tried all the sticky stuff off of here, but I don't work Okay. All right, so Alexander, tell us a little bit about Civilization Revolution. Okay. There it is. Civrev. Okay. Civilization Revolution is... I can flip that to the side. Okay. Um, Let me see. I've got to change my... 
Yeah, there's one free app a day, Gold Edition, that does cost money. You do not want that. You can get that, but you do not need that edition. There's different regular versions. So the free app a day, app a day is good, and you don't need to buy that. Uh, no, there's different versions of free up day. There's free up a day gold. There's free up a day silver and different things. You can just get free up a day. That's free. There's free up a day gold or some other stuff that doesn't have some ads. And the ads aren't bad. They're just ads for other games that they put on there. Uh, but. There, there's different versions. You can just get the regular one, unless you really like it and don't like ads. Whatever, whatever you want to do. Okay, on to Civilization Revolution. This um, of games that I like. I like games that um, la last a long time. There's games like Doodle Jump and stuff where that that you can that take like two minutes to play, but games like Civilization Revolution take um, sometimes a week to play and fully develop out, which is what I really like. And it's a really good strategy game um, and makes you think. And it is also actually a really good history game. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and start a game. These are all different people, different civilizations you can um, play from. You can play from the English, Mongols, Aztecs, Arabs, French, Chinese, Americans, Japanese, all these different people. Um, so all these, and it's a really good history lesson probably because heirs the Egyptians, Romans, because you have so many different civilizations. It's basically taking all of the civilizations of the world, the most powerful ones, no matter what time period, and putting them in a game scenario where if they were to interact, would, um, would they build you... Um, they, um, you can build units. My favorite are the Aztecs, because they come with the special... Ability to heal after combat victory <laughs> is aw is awesome when you are fighting a war because you don't have to spend time healing your units. So I'll go ahead and no, I don't want a tutorial. So it builds this random map, and you start out with this black spot and your little village, and you can click on where you want to settle your village. So. Um, that's my first village. And you basically go through these turns of the year. You start in B.C. and you go all the way through to modern times. And so I have this one unit. And he can go off exploring. Um, you, can, um, you have different units. This is a Jaguar unit, I guess. Let's go see if... Okay, there's a barbarian village. Um, so you get to go and you take your units... It, um, and you can go attack these. Okay, so they say I discovered some hills. Great. And so I, so I, so I get to um, name those. So now I can take uh, my unit and attack this barbarian village. So now, um, so the game's built up with um, 
building units, but also in your cities. Your cities can get very big. You can build buildings in wonders. I cannot do anything since I just started. Um, let's see How do you win the game? You win the game. There's four other nations. Um, is that my game? Eh, it's a new game. Okay, cool. Um, here's another game that I had been playing. Um, that See, there's my same capital. Except here is the English city of Madrid, I think. Um, okay. Yeah. So, here's my um, new unit. There's another one of my units I can attack. Yes. Oh, in Spanish. So, um, you can attack other people's... Um, Things, or you can come over here in diplomacy screen. Yeah, so now I have the English in here right now, and it looks like I already defeated the Japanese. So yeah. do you have to be warlike in order to win the no. game? No. Yes, let us make peace. <laughs> <laughs> sure. I don't like to be. I don't like to be peaceful, but oh well. Um, so you can come over here and talk with them sometimes, and. Um, it's just a large environment where you can interact with me zoom out. So that that's the only discovered part of the world that I have discovered right now. And, and that's why your map looks black around the Right, edge. because I have not Oh my my well my dad since I got my new iPhone I haven't had a chance to play my new game so I lost a bunch of my Lost all my Angry Birds. I lost my high score on Doodle Jump. I lost all my Cut the Road. The most traumatic part of getting a new device was losing all the existing game scores that were on. Yes, because, because I had the best game scores ever. Yeah, Doodle Jump's high score was like sixty-four thousand. You're kidding. That's huge. Yes, and I lost it because I got my new device. And you yeah. know, and it took me like forever to get back. Too, um, okay, back to simple I say so okay. um, Wait, so, hang on. I think yeah, I had sorry. this is question back okay. to your Pandora box. Yeah. Uh, what does the icon look like? The icon, it looks like a starry box. Okay, with so I want to know how things. Yeah. Um, I'm going to sit behind Okay. Yeah, so um, let's go in here. So, I can manage my city, too. I can build a granary, a barracks, temple, library, um, or I can build the units I have right now are settlers, legion, archer, gal. Right. Um, so, you go through this stage of building up your city to um, its height, and um, a lo although along this road, you get to um, have technology, and um, um, you have technology that you can earn, um, like, these are some of the first ones that you can start out with. But eventually... Well, read what those are, because people might be interested in yeah, how, how they progress. Alphabet, bronze working, um, iron working, um, so irrigation, the not... Geographically, it's correct, and historically, it's correct? Um, the, um, the technology? Or the whole game? The maps that you um, are in are randomly created, so, okay, so the maps aren't yeah, are correct, but you do have mountains, hills, plains, all of those different fields, but it's in a game-like situation. And then, 
But the progression of technology, like from the Stone Age to the modern age... Like is, is even all on here's printing press, um, mass production, advanced flight. Nuclear. It's a miracle... Um, Nuclear power. You get a nuclear bomb. And, uh, and nuclear power plants, too. Right. So you have to, but you, um, in order to get to those technology, you have to build the smaller stuff uh, first. So it, it's a stepping stone to get up to the bigger stuff. So that, and that does progress. Like, you have to learn, um, you have to learn alphabet before you can um, develop writing. Which is basic. Um, you have to um, you have to develop mathematics before you can develop engineering. Okay. Okay. Different things like so that. So you just got a couple more minutes. So kind of wrap it up. Tell us how how we win and anything else that we need to know about this game. Um, what are the ways to win? Oh, I'm trying to find who's winning. Screen. There it is. Okay, so there's um, four ways you can win. You can um, win technologically, um, which means you there's 47 um, technologies to learn, and each of them give you different units. So um, Alpha Centauri is the nearest star. So um, they um, one way to win is by um, building a spaceship and traveling to Alpha Centauri, um, or you can um, domination more like victory, you can um, kill everyone else's palaces and kill their units and like do that. So I've I've already killed the um, Japanese, I think. The Aztecs have defeated the Japanese. <laughs> yeah. And then or you can get economic um, victory by um, getting the most gold, you have gold and that you can get and economic is if you collect the most gold and don't spend your money if you're a penny pincher uh-huh. or culturally and um, um, into the game you have different wonders of the world that you can basically build and great people like um, Thomas Edison um, um, Einstein you have different people that you'll see during the game. That'll do you build those people, or how do you? No, and they you get granted them by being a good civilization. Huh. And you can build like there's all the wonders. Like I can build the hanging gardens, Stonehenge, or the colossals of Rodens. Um, wonders, but um, right now, so. But it's a good game for making cities. Like, I can build a settlers. No, oh, I don't want to build a legions. And I can go found a new village or kill the magic. So, of course, anything we're seeing on the screen here, we can capture by pressing those two buttons. And I kill the barbarians. One of the things that impresses me the most about this game is just how complex it is. And how how many good conversations you can have based on you know as your technology advances, you can get bomber planes, tanks, big horsemen. So so I just defeated that those barbarians. All right, so can you all give Alexander a hand for sure. All right, um, I'm going to flip over to.
our uh, clock, and I'm going to give you a minute and a half to talk with your neighbor about uh, that application. We'll do two minutes. Talk about that application um, and any other questions that you all have at this point. And if you're remote, feel free to chime in in our back channel with questions that you might have. Anybody want to share a thought or comment? One of the things you always are taught in professional development is you have some play time, okay? Because kids are going to play, and it's important to let them explore and let them, and maybe to give them some some things they can do, right? The screenshot ability to be able to take pictures and move them over there and crop them, and you know you might give them that that part of time. We're going to start, and I'm going to give you five minutes to go to some different websites, and if you want to take pictures and, you know, exploration time. Again, one of the reasons why one-to-one learning environments are the best where kids have their device all the time is they got their device to play all the time, you know, when they're out of school. And so it's not as big of a deal of, ooh, this is the 45 minutes that I have it. So just like with math manipulatives where it can be good to give them that time and then the focus time, you might consider that too. I agree with that. I got my own iPad, and before I even thought about it, like in the classroom, I figured out everything I could do with it that I wanted to do. Twitter, my Facebook, my mm-hmm. uh, games, 
Right. Yeah. My high score is like right. just didn't say like, okay, we're gonna have thirteen minutes of instruction and then we're gonna do exploration. And just so they know ahead of time. Yeah. And so so and just stop exactly right, remember where you are and go, Okay, four minutes exploration at the end and say report back what you find. So it like two or three people have reports in the back and you go right back into whatever you want to do structure but then know that it's gonna rotate and you just think back and I think it's it's really good to, um, I mean, you want to have that focus on a product and the thing that they're going to be able to create and, you know, switch, switching it up as far as, you know, what we're doing at this time, being responsible for my device, right? And that whole talk about the privilege that we have to be able to use these and the importance of using them appropriately. There's going to be time to explore and there's going to be time to focus, and if you choose to be off task in the time when we're focusing, you're going you're gonna to lose access to your device or you're going to have a consequence and that kind of thing. Uh, help them police each other, you know, and use table groups and things like that. I mean, I, I did that a lot with tables. And, all right, table three, I'm sorry. You guys are going to have to just sit this one out, you know, and, and let them help police each other, you know, peer pressure and that kind of thing, different strategies. Any other comments or Tiffany in the back channel says, nope, Tiffany was, yeah, Cindy says, having the device 24-7 is the best plan, although not always possible. Yeah, it's not possible in most most settings. Okay, Um, well, looking at our applications, we have talked a little bit about photo editing apps. We talked a little bit about uh, news apps. Um, we've got about 20 minutes before we think our lunch will be here, which hopefully will, uh, it'll be coming. It will be. It will be. Mom will, Mom will be here. Um, let's talk a little bit about productivity. Um, the two apps I'm going to talk about now are just phenomenal, and they're free. And I would, would, def, I would say these are apps everybody should have and use, uh, no matter you know, maybe if you're in primary grades, you know, K1 and 2, maybe not. But third grade and above, <clears throat> these are going to be some great apps to have. Um, I have on my screen my, the apps that I put in my productivity category. So you can see I've got Dropbox and Evernote, which are the two that I'm going to talk about. Apps that, came, that come on the device, like Notes and Calculator. Um, and then other things like Skype. This gro- grocery... Oops, hold on a second. Shoot. We just lost our connection. Did everybody's internet drop? All right. Looks like. All right. I'm just telling in our back channel to refresh. No, it, I, mine came back up, but it just, uh, right, we'll wait. Okay, people are coming back on. It was an internet hiccup. Password is Google OKC. Okay, so we got four folks back. We're still waiting for three. Uh, while they're coming back online, I'll just mention we're using a free webcasting solution called Ustream to do this. There's a free program that I've downloaded called Ustream Producer, and it's allowing me to switch between the webcam and the desktop screen sharing. Oh, and it lost it again. I wonder what's going on. 
Megan. Uh, yes, Sarah, why don't you go check with Megan and see if they know what's what's going on with our camera. Uh, why don't you go around the other way? We've got one viewer back, two, three, okay. So, an imperfect technology, but definitely, I mean, before you stream, and I think I'm going to probably try to do one of these workshops about some topic once, about once a month, and I have a, a Tanberg video conference unit, it's a $10,000 video conference unit, um, which Web, which webcasts with a lot higher quality, but you have to have another unit like that, you know, in order to connect. And so um, I've done teaching with both. The benefit of this, of course, is people are at their houses, they're wherever they want, they're just on the web, and we're doing this for free. So we have some, some blips and some interruptions. Looks like we got six folks back. Yes, we're, we're back up, so. No, just a, just a hiccup. They just hiccup. Yeah. Okay. Okay, thanks. All right, so I think we're still waiting for one more. Right. So I'll let you all know. I don't know. I would like it if it was possible to do the Tanberg and the Ustream at the same time to give people an option and a choice. But I'm really going to be experimenting with different times and different options. Um, I'm probably going to do something that will be like a half day, three hours. I'll try for some Saturday things as well as some late you know, afternoon things. And I don't know. I just want to experiment to see what, what's going to work. So, okay, well, we've got about 15 minutes. I apologize for our hiccup there. Um, we've got six of our viewers back. We may have, I don't know, I'm not sure. Um, Cindy's asking if we've used Ustream Live on the iPhone. Yes, that, that yeah, good, good thing to mention. In fact, let's, we can talk about that real quick, and then we'll go into our productivity apps. Um, on the iPhone, there is an application that I have under my capture category, and it is called Ustream Broadcaster. So you can literally, with your iPhone connected to a Wi-Fi hotspot or just on a 3G cellular tower connection, you can broadcast live. We were at Alexander's um, performance for his band concert in winter concert, and grandmother and granddaddy from Kansas, you know, couldn't come there. So have the, have the phone on, broadcast live, send her a text message, and they get to watch, you know, live the performance right down here from Oklahoma City being broadcast from my phone. So through Ustream. Mm-hmm. And that's a free application. It's free to use Ustream. It's ad-supported. I could pay, if I wanted to, a fee to... Uh, 
have a few more features on. But what I'm doing today for this workshop uh, with Ustream, it's completely free. Um, and you can either password protect, as I've done today, or not, you know, have it open. We've got classrooms that have done presentations to each other with Ustream. In fact, there was a, there's a Kansas uh, school, the Turning Point Learning Center in Emporia, and they had debates during the presidential elections, and they had one window was the kids in England, and then one was window was the kids in Kansas. And I think they had the... Uh, I don't remember which side that they had take which. But anyway, one was taking the liberal, one was taking the conservative, and they were debating back and forth. So, but from an iPhone standpoint, it's good to know that app exists and you can use Ustream to be able to broadcast. You can also archive this. I am actually just recording the audio for this. I've got a little piece you can now get for about $35. This is a battery-operated audio recorder. And I'll share out that audio with you. Um, if you want, want to access it and listen to this again. Um, if I would have wanted to, I can click the record button and Ustream will actually archive the video of what we're doing to be able to share that as well. I was kind of wishing I had done that when Alexander was up here doing the Civilization Revolution part because I'd like to, you know, listen to that part again. All right, so, huh, we've dropped, one person we dropped, I'm not sure. Um, Steve asked a question in the back channel. Is there a limit to the video that can be archived? Okay, good. Kansas is back. I have not run into a limit on video. Last spring, I've taught a technology for teachers class the last two semesters. And in the last spring at uh, the University of Central Oklahoma, I webcast live one of my two classes every week. And the only issue we ran into was like today. If there's an interruption, that broke the recording. But I recorded, you know, an hour and a half all straight. Not that a lot of people saw that. But, hey, for the students that were absent, if they wanted to see it, um, it was available for them to be able to use. So I haven't run into any issues with them saying, you've reached your limit. You only have, you know, 10 gigs in your account or something like that. Uh, it's an ad gener- an ad-supported service. And so when people watch your videos, then there'll be ads. And now they've made it where you have to watch them, et cetera. Okay, let's talk a little bit about some productivity applications. Uh, Over here in my productivity folder, um, I've got, as I said, some things that come with the phone and some things that are extra. Let Let me talk about notes, actually. It's not on your list, but it comes with your phone, and I use this all the time. And you might think, well, why just a plain notes application? Well, one of the wonderful things about any of your iOS devices is the fact that they can email out. So here is just a, some notes that I took about a, uh, a nonprofit that goes to Uganda. I can click my little email icon here at the bottom, and it immediately opens up an email message to let me take that information out. So I can copy and paste text from a web page, and I can paste it here. And, for instance, in class, if you all are doing this with your iPads, your students could take their notes here in the the notes application. It can be over here on their web page. So I'm over here in Safari. I can copy text by clicking on it and copying it. And over in my notes application, in the upper right corner, I have a plus icon to make a new note. And when I hold my finger down, it gives me the chance to paste it. So the text that I copied is pasted in, 
and I can collect as much text as I want inside that document and then share it out of the device. I think you probably are going to want to use your devices, especially for the iPad cart, to collect information and put it, kind of like you're collecting it and putting it in buckets. You can edit it, and we're going to look at an application here in a minute, in, uh, probably after lunch, like for Google Documents, for being able to edit a Google document. There's not a free way to do that yet. We're going to see a paid app that lets you do that. Um, the iPad is going to be better suited than an iPhone for editing and, and doing that kind of thing. But anyway, what I'm trying to say is don't undervalue this little notes application because of the power of email. If you've got email set up on your device, which I think you're going to want to, uh, you can use that. So let's talk a little bit about Evernote and Dropbox. Evernote is in your productivity category, and it has the elephant icon. And I say without hesitation, this is the most valuable application I've ever used on my devices. And the reason is, unlike the notes application, which the notes I make there are own, they can synchronize to my computer. But if I just go to the library and get on a computer there, or I go home and get on a computer, I can't get to my notes from the notes application. Well, yeah, you wouldn't be able to get to those either. Um, what Evernote does is it synchronizes all of your notes into what's called the cloud. All right? Let's talk. Uh, let me let you turn to your neighbor. Turn to your neighbor and discuss what I just said. What does that mean? It synchronizes to the cloud. You have uh, 30 seconds. Talk about that. She should just come in. But go out and call her and see where she's at. I can't call her. I know I spar with brother's phone. I need your phone. I Answers are, what does it mean? On the cloud? Yep, what does that mean? It's not on your device. It's somewhere in space. When you walk in, you can find it, no matter what device you're on. So do you all know that Google is in Pryor, Oklahoma? Do you all know that? Yeah. What do they have in Pryor? They have a Google, they have a, they have a, 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 a server farm. Yes. You get the gold star. Oh, Whitney will get, let's let Whitney choose her lunch first today for getting that vocabulary. A server farm. And why did they choose Pryor? Anybody know? What's good about Pryor and Google? 
They might have given him a good incentive, but it's not just land. No, no, you're on the right track, though. What's special about the land and the location in prior? Oh, not by the Statue of Liberty or the Pentagon or not strategically important to the nation and electricity and power. No, I'm serious because part of what they want to do from a redundancy standpoint is have multiple server farms around the world that are in secure locations and that have good access to uh, power. Okay, the electricity, because there's a lot of electricity that's required. So when we save stuff out to our Google Docs or uh, somewhere else, and we say we're saving on the cloud, there are servers that are running 24-7 all the time that are saving that stuff. But the benefit of that is we get to use whatever computer we want as long as it's connected to the Internet to access it. So I'm going to go back here to my... um, productivity folder, and Evernote has an application that works on the iPhone, on the iPad, on your computer desktop, so you can download this for Mac, you can download it for Windows, and you can even get to it just through a web browser, okay? So there's all these ways that I can get to my stuff. Here's an example of how this is powerful. And this is a non-academic example. I love fried chicken. So whenever I travel somewhere, or even when I'm not traveling, and I'll ask people, where's the best fried chicken? I put it in my Evernote. And look what I have here. In in August 2010, somebody told me about Arkansas chicken, and they told me where to go to get um, the best chicken in Arkansas. And so this note... um, We'll have that information, it's just being slow, pulling up here. Um, It'll have that information that I can pull up. This ability to search my notes is huge. I don't know about you, but I have different places where I've got stacks of paper, stacks of notes. Yay, there's our lunch. Um, And what I find is if I digitize my notes and I make them electronic, They become much more accessible to me because I can get to them in a variety of ways. And they become searchable, which is a real big deal. So Evernote, here on the app, I'm going to click down at the bottom on New Note. You can see that it gives me four choices. I've got the choice of making new text, taking a snapshot picture, something from my camera roll, or a voice recording. I have only used text. I have never done anything else. Evernote is free to use, but it only gives you a certain amount of space. And if you end up taking thousands of pictures, you will end up filling up your account needing to pay um, at some point. But I've used this for a couple years now, never filled up my account. I'm using it mainly for text. You can experiment with, with um, how you want to uh, do this. I would, I would just, you know, start with text. You click on a new text note, and so it lets you put in, just like you might with an email, a title, um, and, and, you know, there's a body. You can add tags, which are keywords, and then you can also add notebooks. Now, if it's your personal device, you're going to have your own personal folder. If you're using your iPad in a school setting, maybe you're going to set up a, an Evernote account and you're going to have folders for classes. So here's, you know, Friars Homeroom, or here's Friars Social Studies 5, or whatever. 
but this is a way of organizing your notes into folders, and students could put their titles on following, you know, a syntax. This is something that we hear teachers using Google Docs talk about. And just like saving files on a server, you probably want to have some kind of a suggestion for students to say, here's just like my header on my, the top of my document. I want you to save it with, you know, Friar and five dash last name or, or whatever. So you might, if you don't give students that kind of guidance, you're going to end up with a real messy Evernote box. And it's probably going to get that way anyway. But you can, you know, try and address that by having some guidelines and rules about how we want to name our files. So um, Evernote is, is a great app to utilize for being able to create notes and save them. Um, in addition to having folders, uh, again, I mentioned tags. That's another way of having your kids organize it. So come up with a keyword for your project. Your, you know, our project could be about, um, you know, momentum. And so we can call it, you know, momentum spring 11, or you want to make it short, but come M-O-M-S-P-R 11 or something like that. Then every note that has that tag is going to be searchable. So each student could, I don't know if you've got IDs for your students, but you could have them tag it with their ID, then you can quickly see every note that they've made, and you could also do the same thing for your projects. So Evernote's free. It's going to work differently if you're using it individually by yourself versus, you know, in a shared setting. But I really, I put this at the top of my list for productivity because we're all writing things down from time to time and uh, needing, to, um, needing to be able to get to that stuff later. We are at 12 o'clock. I am going to talk about Dropbox, but I don't want to rush that because it's another one to discuss. So we are going to officially go on break for 45 minutes. For those of us that are here in person, we have 10 lunches, which are a selection of City Bites sandwiches. Uh, my kids and I are going to choose last, so go ahead and select. I think Whitney, for getting the server farm trivia question, perhaps, <laughs> have the first choice. We've got two gallons of iced tea. One is sweet and one is unsweet. And the ice is in the sink over where you might have gotten tea or coffee. All right. So we will officially be, we're going to keep our Ustream broadcast up. Uh, feel free to put any questions in, but we are going to resume at 45 minutes past the hour. If you're on Central Time, that will be 12.45 p.m. And thanks for being with us. We're going to continue on until 3 o'clock Central Time. Enjoy your virtual, enjoy your real lunch if you're virtually with us. And uh, we'll put our clock up and see you back here in 45 minutes.
Just be careful not to spill it on your technology or your neighbor's technology.